Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. And welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and from marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. We're also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex. And of course, courting is for marriage. <sighs> In this 114th episode, How to Man Up in Your Marriage to Win Her Love, plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue at 313radical or at callinstudio.com slash radical1 for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And the quote of the day is my favorite, and I quoting it because it is a uh, very um, it goes with what today is a uh, show is about. So, quote: Society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Well, we are here for the radical rant of the day. It is Monday, and boy, I'm having a tough time, y'all. I'm having a tough time, um, and we had a good day, good family dinner yesterday. Uh, it was nice and sunny. My son came over and cooked some uh, lobster tails for the wives and some uh, shrimp and some steaks, and me, I had, you know, uh, I cooked the, I had some, uh, what do you call it, a uh, Oh, smoked chicken on the uh, on the smoker. So, and you know, that's how you do it, man. I say you do it on the Sunday with the family around, the kids, the grandkids, the in the son-in-law, the daughter-in-law. 
You know, that's how you rock it on a Sunday, man. Throw some God in there, you know, church and all of that. That's how you do it, man. That's how you build a close family and, and keep everybody on the same on the same track. Okay. So today, what we're gonna do is we are into how can authentic masculinity draw your wife, uh, draw your wife's love and respect. Most today, all you hear is about how oaths men are, how we were selfish. We don't care about nobody but ourselves. Um, on TV and the movies, we are uh, looked upon as, you know, uh, basically we don't take care of anything. You, if you look at all the movies now, all the heroes are women. All the TV shows on Netflix and uh, Prime and all of that stuff, you know, even on YouTube TV, if, if you watch network TV, that kind of stuff. All all the heroes are women, 90% of them. Every now and then they throw a man in there and, you know, but the woman's the one. Uh, the, the, uh, all the all the uh, corporate executive women, all the lawyer women uh, have these wusses for men for assistance, and all the assistants are men. These wuss men um, just makes us look, you know, you just get sickening, don't it? <laughs> it does. It gets, I mean, you get tired of looking at it, don't you? That's why, you know, I, I hardly ever even watch TV, um, but I haven't had a TV. I have, we have TVs, but we don't have network TV, no, nothing like that. We'll watch you know, Netflix or the old stuff like Perry, like my wife, we're into Perry Mason and Murder, She Wrote and all the older stuff, man, where you don't have to deal with that stuff. Women and women and men are men. Um, and that's the way it's supposed to work. But I'm, I'm today, I, you know, sometimes you just get sick and tired of of the way we're portrayed and it's not fair and I hate it and I get, I get sick of it. And so sometimes I got to, you know, I had another show planned for the day, but I woke up and said, you know what? This is, you know, I'm, I'm, I just don't like the way it's going. The, our president is, he's, a, he's, he's basically a wuss too. He just does, he you know, he's, he's arrogant. Every time you see him, you just want to cringe because he, every time out of his mouth, he knows a lie. You know, you just can't trust him. I mean, you don't really know today, man. We just have no direction, no guidance. Everything is our pleasure and what makes us feel good or what benefits we, we feel benefits us. And man, we can't win like that. You can't win. You know, and when I say win, I mean the ultimate goal, man, of heaven, right? Um, and even doing it this way, you can win on earth too, man. But you can't. And eventually, man, people like that, they all, they always get. Um, it always comes to a head. Always, always, always. Just like lying to your wife, and and you know, wives lying to husbands and stuff. That stuff always comes to a head, um, and it just builds distrust. Like right now, nobody trusts the government. You know, the only reason that anybody would do with the government because they'll send the tax man to come take all our money. <laughs> so we, you know, we got to kind of deal with them a little bit, right? Um, but with that being said, man, I, I just want everybody to know I'm I'm sick of this, man. I'm sick of this, how we get treated, no respect. And of course, we earn a lot of that too. But still, the thing about it is there are a lot of good men out there. Most men are trying to be good. They just don't know how. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to, you know, help help a little bit today is to teach, to understand, to help us understand what true and authentic masculinity is, where it comes from. Why is it important? And for the main thing, you know, but more important than that, man, our daily lives, how does that draw our wives to us? How does that make her love us and respect us and want to be near us and, and, and not want another man um, and, and draw our children to us, you know? We've got to become virtuous. You've got to become holy. And that's, you know, and that's another thing, you know, dudes, they they want respect. They want, as men, we want respect. We want fame and fortune. We want all these things, but we don't want to earn it the right way, right? We don't want, you know, we don't want to be holy, right? Because, you know, the opposite of, of, of what you we get now, by looking like an oaf, by being stupid and looking dumb and stuff, they treat us, you know, but then the other thing is to be holy, Right. Um, and if you become holy, a man, the man God created you to be, all of a sudden you get a, you get respect, you get a different kind of respect that you can't take away that not, no one can take away from that. But no one wants to be that kind of man. They don't want to be virtuous, which is what holy really is become to, to obtain all the 64 virtues. And most men, we don't want to do that. That's too much work. You know, we think that's another thing with coming to our faith. We don't really understand the things we even can and can't do. We think God restricts with all this stuff. And really, God does not really restrict you. He really doesn't. He just keeps you the holy, the um, 
what is it called? The natural law, which is the Ten Commandments, which you already have written on your heart anyway. That is really what God is really not wanting you to do, which is what? You know, you know, abortion and uh, having sex outside of marriage and, um, you know, not, um, we'll say, murdering and stealing, all those kind of things. Well, the reason that we he restricts that, man, because, well, we harm other people and harm our souls, which is the most important thing, right? Um but man, as far as people like, well, you're not you're not supposed to gamble and you're not supposed to drink and you're not supposed to do all this normal stuff that people. That's not true. Everything in moderation and people don't even really know their faith. And they go around telling people, well, you know, you're not supposed to be drinking that 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 drink. You're not supposed to be drinking that wine. You're not supposed to be gambling or anything. You're not supposed to be doing. Well, you know, y'all know y'all know the story, you know, all the all the stuff that you, you know, that stuff's not even true. That stuff's not even true. I remember when I first was um my wife. She was Catholic, you know, way before me, and she was she's a cradle Catholic. And man, we went to a, a, a seminary, went to a seminary just to visit it because you know seminaries are very pretty. You know, we do retreats there, and you get to get closer to God and stuff. And so I didn't know anything about all that stuff though. She just said, "Hey, you want to go?" Of course, me as my as my woman, I was like, "Yeah, I go." So we go, and it's beautiful, man. So it was. I think we went on a Halloween, on a Halloween, something like that, and. So we go out there. They have this big bonfire, and all the uh, the priests and the brothers are out there, seminarians and stuff. And man, everybody's got a beer in their hand. I'm like, babe, these priests are drinking. See, this is this is how ignorant I was. I didn't even know, you know. She said, babe. I said, babe, these priests are drinking. She said, yeah. She said, matter of fact, I'm gonna go get me one. I was like, you are really? Yeah. I was like, but I thought that. I thought that we weren't supposed to drink. And if you're a Christian and stuff, she said, uh, that's stupid. <laughs> uh, I did, and, and so like where I go, so I get me a beer and a drink and we just started talking and stuff. Matter of fact, on the campus of the seminary, there is a bar that all the priests and everybody goes to when they come visit the seminarians and stuff and the teachers and instructors and us. I mean, it's really, really cool, you know, but that's that's what I'm saying. We don't really even understand our faith enough to even know what stuff we can and can't do. Why? Because we're not formed right. So today, real quick, the questions that we're going to answer and start talking about are what uh, how can authentic masculinity draw your wife's love and respect? And that comes with understanding what Christ is about, what Christ asks for us, why Christ is on the crucifix, why do Catholics have Christ on a crucifix. Well, because that's, and you hear me say it all the time, that's so that we as men can look at that and understand what our mission is, our job is to die to ourselves, to die to our wants, desires, and needs in lieu of that of God, our wife, and our children. Um, and so in return, what does that do? When you become as Christ, you draw your wife to you, you draw your her love to you. She respects you. She sees that you're a man of uh, a man of courage, a true, authentic man, and that draws women to us. Guys think you know, like guys that aren't passionate about their wives. Do how do you expect your wife to be passionate about you if we're not passionate about them? You know, we just don't really talk to them. You know, we just say, "Hey, how you doing?" You know, "You have a good day." I had a good day. You know, and that kind of stuff, man. That does not draw our wife to us, and we have to. The faith is exciting. The faith is exciting. Why? Because the faith shows us what we're really here for. It shows us our future, and it, it helps us to understand the, the main reasons that we are here and what we're supposed to be doing with our lives, okay? The next question is, what is authentic masculinity and why is it important? Authentic masculinity is of Christ. It's us as a man to be like Christ. Christ wasn't a punk. Get that out of your head right now. Christ wasn't a punk. He wasn't weak. He wasn't a wuss. He was a very strong, true, divine lover, man of God. He was the man. He is God and was God. And a lot of times we forget that. Christ was not a prophet, okay? He was not some dude that walked around talking about, you know, all these great principles. No, he was God, became man, incarnate. And why? And he came to show us how to be authentic men and what that really means. And if we really sit down and learn and understand and try our best to be the men that we are, that we try to be in our marriages, you will see that your life will change. 
People think that you got to walk around to be like Christ and have your hands together like this and wear a white robe and 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 just talk about, you know, everybody tell everybody, you know, be holy, be holy, peace be with you and all that stuff. See, that's crazy movie stuff. <laughs> you know, no, 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 man. We, we, you're married. You're called to be married. If you're married, you were called to be married. Well, some of us were called to be priest or religious and we, we didn't, we didn't take up got up on his, you know, got up on, on his call for that as well. A lot of us don't even know what that call feels like, right? But most of us, we can feel be drawn to marriage because that's that's our vocation. There's only two vocations, religious and um which is the spiritual life, um, and uh, or being married, which is marriage. So you're called to one on one. Those two are the things that you know. Either one you're gonna as a man you're gonna sacrifice. It's gonna hurt real bad. <laughs> Either one you choose, as you know, if you're married, you know, if you're a priest, you know, which, or if you're a nun, you know, you know, or if you're, if, if you're a wife, you know, you know, those two vocations, that's, that's, there's only two of them. And, <laughs> you know, they hurt real bad. They hurt real bad. Right. So the next thing is, um, why is authentic masculinity being attacked? They call us toxic. They call it anytime anybody tries to be like Christ where they, you ever noticed it. Think about it. You ever notice it, right? If you know, even when you know you you're watching a commercial or you're watching some silly on YouTube or just wherever you go today, TV, wherever you go today, if somebody loves Christ, especially if you're a man, oh, you're a, you're crazy, you know, you're mentally ill, something's wrong with you, you know, you're uh, what's the one where they say um, you know, you're uh, overly. Uh, you're overly too in, into the church. I have I have wives tell men all the time in my program, oh yeah, because you know they're you know wives they feel guilty when they try to divorce you and stuff. And they see there's no good reason. They try to make up everything to make themselves feel better. Like this one cat, this one wife told told gonna take his gonna take his uh gonna take his her, her husband to court, to child support court, um not child support court but to to, to child custody court and tell them tell them that uh that uh. My client is um is um praying too much with the kids and, and the kids uh and, so, and the kids are scared because he's teaching them about the demonic, right? Which is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to teach your kids about angels and demons and the demonic and Christ and the faith and the church. And he said, Man, I ain't even doing nothing, man. We're just talking, we're just praying and stuff. You know, and so it's just crazy, you know, to and for another thing is to, to even let the government get in your life like that. This is what people don't understand. You know, you're going to file for divorce and then the other person fights because they don't want you to just take their kid and stuff. You have allowed big daddy government in your life, you know, and it's just silly. And women, they get all emotional. So what do they do? They take they, they take their husband back to court for all this little stuff. When they don't get their way, they take their husband back to court. And after a while, the government just starts to screw up everybody, screw up everything. The government is not a father or a mother. They don't know. That entity does not know how to be nurturing and loving and to keep a family together. Okay? So if as a person, as a husband or wife, you file for divorce, you're basically asking the government to come in here and screw up my life and my kids because kids are never all right when there's a divorce. Don't get it twisted. I've never seen a child that grew up that had they had they their parents had a divorce and they was cool. Even little kids, no, they are not okay. It's a it's an illusion that selfish people do when they don't want to face up to the reality of the pain they've caused. Okay, because they're selfish. You know, there's only two reasons that you do, that you are allowed in the guise of God to to separate from your husband or your wife. One is physical abuse. Nobody said anything about verbal abuse, did they? Physical abuse or adultery. And that doesn't mean you can divorce them. And that mean, that doesn't mean you can get a file for annulment either. That just means that as a husband or a wife, the pain is too great and you just need some time by yourself to get separated from the person to that person gets it together. And once that person, that spouse gets it together, the offending spouse gets it together, then what are they called to do? They're called to reunite with their spouse, with their husband or their wife, to bring the marriage back together. Why? Because here's what happens. People want to divorce and get away from everything, and then they go and divorce, and then they see that the, the life ain't, ain't what they thought it was going to be out there. They're going to be with some other man or some other woman, and that ain't going to work out. And so then, then they start, you know, they start talking again and start liking each other again, and then they want to get back together, but they they can't. Why? Because they already had married somebody else or had kids with them now. This is why God doesn't want doesn't allow divorce, gentlemen. 
It's very simple. Time heals a lot of stuff if we just give it time and 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 and, and get our pride and ego out the way and get our and, and indulge in our prayer like we're supposed to. Okay. Next thing is um. So masculinity is being attacked because that's Satan. Satan wants us, and you can look, you can say Satan, evil one, the evil one, whatever you want to say. But basically, if Satan can destroy our families, then he could control the he's taking control of the country and the world, which is what? That's what's happening. The families are getting the families being attacked. So you, but you, in order to get through to the family, who do you have to attack first? First of all, we got to understand that we're going to go into this a little bit later, that what men are called to do, men are called to protect, defend, and serve. That's our mission, right? Why? Because God gives men grace to, to assault the demons in front of them, to attack back, to defend against the demonic in their home. So basically, what does that mean? That means if we as a man, we don't understand being a true man is and what our mission is supposed to be, we going out masturbating and pornographizing and <laughs> going to be with our buddies all the time. We at work 12 hours a day and we are distracted, right? That's what, that's, that's what just, when you hear me say distracted. That's what I mean. You know, we don't, we're not paying, we're, paying, we're only concerned about ourselves really. And we're not, we're not, we're not lording over our home. And when we don't lord over our home properly, Satan walks right through our front door, walks upstairs and gets in bed with our wife and children. And then guess what do you have? Now you have chaos ensuing in your home. And so this is why it's important that we understand our mission, that men are given special powers to defend the supernatural world, to defend against the demonic in our home. Okay. And so men, so in order for, so the first mission of Satan is to get rid of the man. Huh? The government. That's what the government did, right? Back in the 70s and 60s and 70s and 80s, 90s and 2000s, 2010s, whatever. What do you do? In order to get to to the wife and to the children, because women are emotional and they don't think straight sometimes, because they, you know, they they think on a different different plane, kind of like when it comes to emotional stuff. Well, we get rid of the man. They used to say, like in the black home back in the nineteen seventies, it started. You ever seen that movie, uh, Coffee? No, not Coffee. What was it called with James Earl Jones and uh? Oh man, I can't remember that. But it was a great movie because it showed how in the black neighborhood, like right, like if you was a woman and you want to be on welfare or you needed some help, what they would do is the government would say, "Well, you can't have no government assistance if you got a man in the house, or if your husband's in the house, or whatever." Now. Don't get me wrong. Of course, that's wrong. But my point of it is that was the beginning of getting the man out of the getting the man out of the home so that why? So that the government could come in and make you do whatever they want to. That's what the government does to the church right now. The Catholic Church takes all this money from the government. So guess what? The government becomes your daddy. And, and and so what do you do? That means what? Well, you got to do what the government says. Are we going to take your money? That's how the United States runs everything in the whole world. They got all this money. And then what they do, they go to different countries and say, listen, you got to be an abortion, abortifative. You got to do all these things. And if you don't do what we say do, we just don't take your money. You're not going to get no aid. That's what we do. You know, and the, 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 the now don't get me wrong. Our government does a lot of good work, but you've got to understand the other side of it, too. So because why? If you, if the Satan knows if he can get rid of the man who is the main defender and protector of the home and the marriage and the children, if I can get him out of the way, guess what? The women ain't nothing. All I got to do is give them a little Medicaid, a little Medicare, a little, 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 you know, medical help, a little money every month, give them some food stamps. They happy as a CC camp, ain't they? Ain't they? So this is, this is the problem. This is the problem. We uh, as men, when we get distracted, we allow these things to happen, and then we're going out sleeping with all these women and having kids and stuff, and all over the place. We can't take care of the kids we got, and now guess what? It used to be the black neighborhood. Guess what? Now the Mexicanos and the white boys is happening to them too. Now they got drugs all in their communities and stuff. Everybody tries to move out to the suburbs and stuff, but their stuff is all screwed up too. They girls have babies outside of marriage. They girls mess with these crazy dudes. They girls and sons on drugs and stuff, taking meth and all this kind of crap. Dude, nobody's immune to Satan, but we all think we are. Well, we, the more money we got, we just move out or create our own little whatever and we get protected. No, you don't. Satan is a supernatural being. He is a fallen angel and you cannot get away from that no matter what you do. 
The only way you can get away from it is get your butt on your knees and start protecting your home through prayer, suffering, and sacrifice and penance like God wants you to do, like Christ did. That's authentic masculinity. If you try to do it any other way, you are not immune to anything that I'm talking about. Okay? Next. Um, so, um, why does being a, a wuss in our families and refusing to man up cause dissension, separation, and disrespect? The reason why is because, man, our wives and our family do what we do. Our wives and our family do what we do. You know, um, just like now, the stuff I'm talking about right now, it hurts people. It hurts me when I talk like this. You know, it does because they can't take it. They can't take it. When you start, the thing about it is, man, in order to fix yourself, you got to take a good look at yourself. And people can't, they don't want to do that these days. That's why they drug themselves up. That's why they have cell phones all the time and tablets and computers. They got to deal with it. They can take drugs and meth. They got to deal with all that stuff. But see, that stuff doesn't go away. It never goes away. And so you got to fix it. You got to look at yourself in order to, you know, people, men come to me. They lost their wife. They lost their children. They don't know what to do. And then I start talking about, well, you got to give me some money because it's a lot of hard work. To help you get your wife back when you didn't screw your marriage up and she didn't screw your marriage up and your kids are miserable. Number two, but more important, way more important than the money is the hard work that you got to do to get this back in order. It's hard, hard work. It was hard, hard work to screw it up, but it's even way more work to get it back together. Okay. So this is why, you know, you can't be a wuss in your family. You can't. You have to you have to man up, lead your home like Christ, and then you draw your wife to you, draw your kids to you, and then you'll see, man, these problems will go away, and you won't. You still might have financial problems, or you still might have, uh, like you know, my sickness or something, or you know, you still might you're gonna have tragedy in your life, but you ain't gonna have the most the most crazy tragedy, which is you losing your wife and your family and your relationship with God. Those are the top three and most important things in your life, not your job, your career, or your money, or your car, or your house, or your credit. None of that. None of that. Because all that stuff is just stuff. It could be fixed. It could be fixed and, and gotten back. If you lose money, you can get money back, right? If you lose a car, you can get the car back, right? But you can't get your wife back if you don't know what to do. You can't get your respect of your children, the love of your children, if you don't know what to do, you know? And then you mess, especially if we mess up our relationship with our with our Lord Jesus Christ, then we don't even have the grace to even get that stuff back. Okay, so great. So in fact, in order to understand how to be true man, guys, this is the foundation of everything we do: the prayer, the suffering, the sacrifice, the penance, the understanding that in order to be how to become true, authentic man, you know, you want love, you want respect. You know, you want these things. You want peace. You know, you've got to earn that. You you don't, just because you are a human person does not mean you deserve those things because you have to work for it because we're broken after the fall. And if we don't understand what the steps are to get that stuff back and keep that stuff reasonably under control, then we are hell on earth, right? We, be, we become in hell on earth. All right. So we will be back. Thanks a lot, guys, for hanging out with me today, and I'll be right back in a few seconds, and I want you to really think about the things I've said in this first part of the show today, okay? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching 
something for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, fellas, we are back. We are back. So let's get on track. Um, so if you're having problems in your home and you're having problems understanding how to man up and what that the problems that's causing in your house, believe it or not, it causes a lot of problems. It causes a lot of problems when we don't when we're a wuss in our home and we don't man up. And so what does that mean? You know, you got to learn what that means. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Um, so please give me a call at 313 radical you know, as 313-723-4225. Um, and then we can talk about it and not just talk about help you, you but you will help others. Um, so let's get going today. Next. So the art of manliness, the nine tests of true man to win the heart of your beloved. And that is true, gentlemen. In order to win the heart of your beloved and keep it on fire, you must understand what authentic masculinity is. True man, a man of courage, understanding what a Christian soldier actually is. And the first thing that you understand is this life is a test. This life is a test. Get over it. We are not here as men to play golf and go fishing and camp out and go to the the 8500 racetrack and go to the Cowboys and the and the Bears and the and the Lakers and the, all the games and everything. You know, I know a dude that he watch every I know a dude, man, he watches every sport there is in the history of the of the sport of the sports. <laughs> that dude can tell you everything about every sport on the planet. <laughs> it don't matter what it is. The Indy 500, NASCAR, baseball, hockey, football, college basketball, all of it. He knows all of it. Gymnastics, wrestling. <laughs> he, knows, he can tell you everything, dude. He's got the big time YouTube TV, and he can go through and boom. You know, they got tons and tons of sports channels on there, and that's his thing. That's his thing. You know, and listen, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with be that what I am saying is when it's your life, when it's like your driving motivation that you, we know we, it, when, it, when it interferes with our prayer life, when it interferes with our time with our wife and our time with our children, dude, it's out of here. It's out of here. Why? Because this life is a test, a test of what obedience. There are two parties that we go to when we, when our particular judgment, right? Party one is heaven party two, which ain't so good, is hell. Get over it. That's the truth. Don't let anybody tell you there's no other party. There's two parties. And then you got the party on the own hold party was purgatory. Okay? We can probably go into another day. But the main thing is, man, this life is a test. A test of, we say we love God. We say we love our wife. We say we love our children. Right? Well, then prove it. Prove it. Be a man of virtue. Be a man of Christ. Understand what true authentic masculinity is. You know, everything, every decision you make, every decision you make as a man is a test. The test of what are you worthy? Are you as a man worthy of that wife that God has given you? Are you as a man worthy of those children? Are you a man worthy to go to the big party? Are you right now? Are you? And I'm asking you that because it's a tough question that we should be asking ourselves every day in some form or another. Why? So we stay on top of our game. We stay on top of our game. So our wife never feels like she's neglected. Our wife always feels like she's loved. Our children always respect us and know that we love them. Always, without us having to even say it. Although, of course, you should say it a lot. But I'm saying, you know what I mean. You know, actions mean everything, man. Words don't mean a Worth words as but a big tub of donkey poop. That's all words mean. Okay. The only 
true measure of your claim of true love of God is obedience. When it comes to God, there's no other measure of love for him. God said that those who love me will keep my word. Jesus Christ is the word. The Bible is the word. That is the only measure. And if we let these people in this society tell us anything else, are we being true man? Are we really? Are we being a wuss that just wants to be subjected to pleasure all the time? Because we're going to rationalize that it's okay to work 16 hours a day and not spend hardly any time with our wife. You're going to rationalize that, right? No, don't let, don't let this, don't let the world send you to hell. Do not do that. Okay. We must realize our ultimate goal is not pleasure, but heaven. And you can't make it to heaven on pleasure, right? Because, again, Christ shows us how to be the man we're supposed to be through suffering, through the sacrifice of our time. That's the way you as a man, as a husband, sacrifice through your time. You give your time away. That's how you give your life away for God and for your family, okay? It's, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. It is tough because why? Men, we, we prioritize things different than God and our wives do and our children. We do. Our way is mostly wrong because our way, the way we think about time and suffering is, well, I go to work and the more hours I work, that shows everybody how I um, how much I'm giving and suffering. Yeah, but yeah, but that's what you're supposed to do. That's like brushing your teeth every day and taking a poop every day and put some mouthwash in your mouth and flossing and taking a shower. That's what you're supposed to do to your, to keep your body right. Right. To, to hygiene your body. That what we, why do we always want, we always want fame and fortune for what we supposed to be doing anyway. God, our wife and our children look at our going to work like that. Well, dude, you the man, you're supposed to do that. You are supposed to do that. Okay. That is not shown that yeah, that shows we care, but that doesn't show us that's not really it's a sacrifice, but it's not the sacrifice that that God and our wife and kids are looking for. We all know that instinctually. I can't tell you how many men go, man, that be I'm sitting up there and busting my butt every single day and she don't appreciate nothing. That ain't true. That ain't true. Your wife does appreciate it, but she knows that that's a job of a man. That's what we're supposed to be doing. But doing things for me as my wife, doing things for me as your wife and 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 loving me and 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 doing special little things for me and helping me out when I when I don't ask for it and doing things when I don't need I don't have I don't ask you, you know, taking care of the kids and taking the kids to the football practices and all that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, uh, you know, buy me special gifts and when they call it Valentine's Day and Christmas and all that, you know, the special things that you don't have to do, making me feel that, I, that I'm loved, that I'm priority number one. That's the things that your wife and kids look at and God, God, his thing is this, are you worshiping me the way I want you to? Are you where, are you in the church I want you to be in? Are you being obedient to me? Are you giving me the time I need on prayer? And sacrifice. Are you doing that as a man, as a husband, as a father? Okay. So next, um, um, we must be willing. We must be willing to give our life away. We will never be truly fulfilled and happy as a man until we are willing to die for something. To in fact, give all of our life away in denial of selfishness. I cannot portray selfishness enough. It is the core of evil in our home. Um, and we have to get our ego out the way. And once you do, you will see your family will change. Okay. Number two, the way to authentic masculinity through suffering and responsibility. The way to authentic masculinity is through suffering and responsibility. Okay. So Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen says we are taught to abhor suffering at all costs. You know, the only way to um, to being a real man is through uh, uh, embracing suffering and response, uh, embracing suffering and responsibility that if you think about it, when you were a kid and you start to grow into a, a, a youth, into a teenager, into a young adult as a man, the only time you learned anything started becoming a real man is through suffering and responsibility, which means what? Like my boys. Hey, 
from the time my kids, when they start hitting past two, so you got to start about three, four, five, and above and stuff, you get chores to do. You get chores to do as a boy. You don't be sitting around, messing around, messing up everything, don't clean up nothing. But a lot of parents don't even believe in giving their kids chores to do, making have no responsibility. How you going to grow into a man? How's our son going to grow into a man if we don't give our sons responsibility? And then as my boys grew older and older and older, we give them more responsibility. You know, like, you know, like you want to drive my car, but you don't want to take it to the service station, get the oil change and stuff. No, you ain't doing that. You know, and as we grow older and older as a, as a father, you take more and more responsibility and you give it to your kids, especially your men, your young boys, and they become men and they become responsible and they suffer for that. Right. Um, next. Um, so this makes us soft and kills our thirst for battle when we don't embrace suffering. We all know that suffering hurts. It's not a good thing. It hurts, but it, it is a good thing. It's a holy thing because we don't learn anything unless we suffer and we sacrifice for it. If everything was good and loving and everything was just perfect, we wouldn't learn nothing. God created the universe on this premises because it was the best way for us to lose the fall, the effects of the fall, and to get and because we're broken, right? And so this is the way he created the universe. He could have created the universe in any way he wanted. He could have, but he created the universe through this way. Why? Because it's the most effective way of getting us to learn through pain and suffering. Just like people who don't whoop their kids, who don't spank their kids. That's crazy. That's crazy. If a one-year-old keeps putting a keeps taking a hand and putting it in the um in the electrical socket and we don't spank their hand. They're just gonna keep doing it. No, nah, but what do people do? We go and put these little things in the in the uh, in the in the. This is the perfect example of what I mean. Instead of punishing our child, we go and get some safety device. Put the device in the um in the darn plug so the kid can't put their hand in the plug and play with it. But how is that teaching the kid not to do what I tell him to do? Right? How is that? That's not teaching the kid nothing. We've got to understand that our job as parents is to give our children to to give, to put out good, holy citizens in the world the best we can. Now, of course, you know how kids are. They, gonna, they ain't going to listen for the most part till their pain starts, right? So that's how we got to look at it. Another thing, an uh, uh, example I've always used to my wife, because I've, you know, I've been married to women. Women don't like spanking the kids. They really don't, you know, until they see that's the only way they're going to listen. Then everybody trying to whoop the kid. <laughs> the kid get three, four whoopings. <laughs> but one of the things that taught that I always looked at is if I tell my child to, I don't care how old they are, 1, 2, 15, 19, 18, 16, whatever. Well, if I tell my kid to do something, you get one time. At the most, you get two because maybe you didn't hear me. But after that, man, it's punishment time. And the reason why I'm so hard on that is because I've seen kids run out into the street and their mother says, or their father says, hey, don't go do that. And they do it anyway. Here come a car down the street because the kid ain't listening. You cannot be sitting there telling your kid to tell your kid some three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times because that is not helping that child grow into an adult. I don't care how old they are. This is why God says, spoil the rod, spare the spare the rod, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Spoil the, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Why? Because you can't sit to talk. We can't, you can't get on one knee and look at a one-year-old, talk to a one-year-old. Johnny, don't do this. Now, Johnny, you know that's bad to do that. That kid understand the thing, thing we saying. But you know what they do understand? Spank that butt. Spank that, smack that hand. They understand that because that's pain. And if you think about it, I don't want my kids around the street. If I see a car coming and I can't get to my kid in time and I say, Max, stop. And he don't stop. What does that do? He keep around the street, car coming 30, 30 miles an hour down the street and takes my son out. Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? That's your fault as a parent. That's my fault as a parent. Right? And I've had that happen. I have I'm one of my kids forget which one it was, a long time ago. He's like three, four years old or something. 
I couldn't get to him. I'm at the house door. He's out there playing. Said, hey, man, he going, he going to get through. I said, hey, man, stop. And he stopped. Because he, he's been trained to do that, to listen to his father, to listen to his mother. And that's the fourth commandment. That's the fourth commandment. We can never allow our children to break the fourth commandment. Okay? And if you got to whoop their butt, that's what you got to do to get them to listen. Now, now, a lot of you people on the, on the Dr. Spock thing, well, you don't never hit a child. You don't, that, you're not hitting a child. You're spanking a child. It's a difference. You're out of love. Out of love because that's the only way to give them discipline. Discipline is what you do for somebody, not what you do to somebody. I learned that a lot of years ago coaching football. So we can never allow that, okay? It's very important, okay? Emasculinity, if we don't take control of our homes and embrace responsibility and, re- and through sacrifice, then this causes emasculation and effeminacy. Why we're in our home, we can't understand why our wife always fighting with us and stuff. We can't understand why our wife won't allow us to lead our house. We can't understand why the kids are all crazy and they disrespectful and they, they, give, they, they disrespect to their mama and stuff like that. We can't understand that because we ain't taking care of business. We take care of business. And I'm not saying you got to be an ogre gentleman. What I'm saying is you got to take control of your home. If you don't take control of your home, God is going to allow it to get worse. Because God understands he allows the demons in your home when we as men don't take responsibility and do and take care of what we're supposed to. People think that my wife is my wife. My wife is being mean to me or she don't love me no more and all that stuff just because she's she's a you know what? no. It's not just because your wife's a B. It's because, yeah, some other stuff she is. But as a husband, you have a lot to do with that too. People think, oh, my kids are so disrespectful to me. They, I have women too, women especially. Oh, he just talks to me so my, my kids talk to me so bad. They don't, they don't listen to me. You know, and I go, the first thing I thought was, well, that's because your husband ain't on his job. Man, you know, in my house, if my well, even one of my kids even thought about looking wrong at my wife. There's no way that's happening. No way that's happening. And you know what that does? That your wife starts to love you more because she sees that you're not going to let anybody disrespect her and put her down from that pedestal. But what do men do every single day? We want to keep the peace, right? We want to keep the peace in the house. Uh, you just talk to my wife any way you want. Tell the kid to do something. The kids start acting all, looking all, looking all crazy with their mouth and stuff, getting the attitude, jumping around, get, jump on the floor, giving a, giving a uh, what do you call it, a temper tantrum and stuff, and we don't do nothing. You know, dude, that is now how uh, God wants us to run our homes. And if you, re- if you think about what I'm saying, every time we don't run our homes properly with, in, co- in, in coalition with our wife, in, in combination with our wife, things get worse. Over the years, it gets worse and worse and worse. You don't even want to be, it gets to a point where we don't want to be around our kids because we don't, because we don't like how they are. We created it though, but we don't want to be around them because. <laughs> so anyway, cool. So we never give in to our wife just to gain peace in our home. If it is, if it interferes with our duties and responsibilities to do what's best for the marriage and family, this is what being a true authentic man is. I have to, this is one of the hardest things that I have to get across to men in my, in my program. And that is this, when you have that 500 pound gorilla standing behind you called Jesus Christ, and you're trying to get something done in your home, it's going to hurt because people don't like change. Kids don't like change and women don't like change. But the way of it is, is you got to do what's right for everybody. For Remember the priority is God, wife, children, and yourself last. As long as you're not being selfish and you're not uh, putting uh, yourself above those other three enemies, when there's something to be done that has to be done that's critical in your home, of course your wife and your wife don't agree. Of course she's going to be mad. But guess what? When you're doing what Christ would have you do, the grace of God will have her get over it. It will. He will. He will help you. But the weaker we are, the more of a wuss we are. Christ ain't behind that. Why? Because he wasn't a wuss. He wasn't. That's why it's called CatholicAlpha.com from wuss to warrior. To be a warrior like our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Okay? So, if you do this, if you do this just for the pleasure of peace, we are in fact rejecting authentic masculinity and in the end, we will invite chaos into our home. 
three. We're going to do three more for the day, and then we will go do part two tomorrow. So number three of how to be an authentic man in your home to get the love of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of our wife, and respect and love of our children. We are charged with leadership. Understand it. Get over it. It is what it is, just like being a test. Everything in this life is a test for you as a man. Every decision, everything you do, everything you say, everything, everything. Nothing is a coincidence in this life. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Okay? So you are charged with leadership in our home. So what does that mean? In the Garden of Eden, God did what? He tasked Adam, who was our first father, and Eve is our first mother. He tasked our first father with the responsibility of naming everything. What does that mean? That means we are, that means before Eve was even around, God tasked Adam, our first father, the man of the of the of the kingdom, to, to, to you are responsible for everything in your home, your wife, your marriage, the happiness, the kids and their wife, the dishes, the diapers, the trash, you struggle for everything, all the money, all of it. Get over it. That's what a leader does. You embrace. Just think if you were a supervisor at work, or are you the head of a, uh, are you the head of a co corporation, or you, or you are a, a coach for a football team, or you are an NFL player and you're one of the leaders on the field. What do you do? What do you do? You you can't be a wuss in those positions, right? But when we go home, you know. Well, you know, y'all just do what y'all want to do. You know. We all just kind of whatever. And then every same thing goes crazy. And then we try to fix it and it's too late. Okay. We do not allow, if we as a man are in leadership, any other workplace on this planet, we would never do the things that we allow to go on in our homes. This is why you should, you need to spank your children because they will, kids will push you and push you and push you until you discipline them. Why? Because it's in the natural law of things. Kids, especially boys, will run your home if you don't discipline them. I'm telling you, I coach probably a thousand boys. And I'm telling you, the more that me and my coaches uh, uh, catered to parents that was crazy and to kids that was whiny, stuff like that, the worse our teams got. The worse our teams got. And we didn't bring God into it, they got worse too. But when I learned after about half a season, <laughs> When I learned that, listen, we got to get some control here. We can't, we can't listen. If you can't, you could, when somebody, when, when you come to our country, when you come to my team, when you come to my house, you're going to conform to what we trying to do, or you need to take your butt back to wherever you was at. And guess what? Kids love that. They love it. You know why? Because now we know what to expect. I know my coach loves me. He he respects me. He love he he's doing what's best for me. If if in your home, if you allow your kids to disrespect you, disrespect your wife, and I don't mean just outright cussing you out, I mean just even the littlest bit of respect, because one 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 morsel of disrespect breathes the rest of it. It just takes one time. If you don't correct it, and I mean like this: if you say, "Hey Johnny, go clean go clean your room," and they said they go. Uh, uh, Giving you all this body language and stuff, man. You say, look, you got you say that's your that's your first chance. That's your first chance. Because if you was at work and an employee did that, you wouldn't you wouldn't take that. You wouldn't take that. You take his button in the and you take his button off and say, hey man, you can't be doing that in front of other employees like that. That's what you'd say. You would say that. Right? It's the same. Leadership. We must embrace our leadership as men. Why? Because we're charged to. It's not going to go away. Why? Because God understands women have their job to do. Women can't do be the leader and do all the masculine stuff in the home and then go take care of the, and bond and nurture the kids too and nurture and bond with you. They don't have time for all that. Especially nowadays, what are women doing? They got to go work. At, most women, Unless they're stay-at-home mothers, which is a whole hell of a lot harder, I think. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Everybody has their own. But most women today work at least eight hours, five days a week. Think about it. So what does that actually mean? It's not really eight hours. It's more like 10 or 11 hours, isn't it? Right? Because they got to get up and get ready. They got to drive there. They got to actually go to work for the eight hours. Then they come back. They got to come back, get in the car and come back. That's like 10, 11 hours. 
sometimes it's only depending on how close they live. You know, they they live work to their job. You know, but you're talking between nine and eleven hours, right? So your wife today does not have time to do your job and her job, and 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 all that stuff. You know, um, and and it's it's important that we always look at the relationship between our wife, not just from our point of view, but from our wife's point of view. And women start to get very unhappy and unsatisfied as a woman when they start doing all this stuff and they don't see any benefits from it. This is why, as a man, I implore you to never, ever neglect your wife, never, ever neglect time with her. The reason why is because she does a lot. If you think about all the things your wife does, just think about it and goes to work. If you got a wife that's a lawyer or a corporate executive or a factory worker or a trucker or whatever, your wife is doing a lot of things that are really not in the natural order of things for her to be doing. We all know that women should not be working. We all know that. We all know it because it's hard on them. This is what they're supposed to be doing is their natural. The reason they're here is to nurture our families and nurture and love our children and raise the best glorifying children that this planet can have. But today doesn't allow for that, right? A lot of it because we start this train and the train ain't going to stop now, right? But so as a man, you got to understand what women are really made for and what you are made for. And once you understand that as a man, you can be more empathetic to your wife and love her and give her all the love she needs because you understand from her point of view what's going on. Remember, as a man, you're made for pain. You are. You're physically made for pain. You're emotionally and psychologically made for pain. That's why we that's why we can take a lot more stuff on us than women can. Because women have to be emotional, man, because they have to bond with the kids, right? And nurture you. You know, I'm not going to stop saying that. All right? So that's why I named uh, Catholic Alpha, Catholic Alpha. Not because, not because I'm trying to be this alpha male. No, because I realized a long time ago that God wants me to stand up and put, and, and, and as a man of my home, I'm required to give to to provide leadership in that home, which means what? An environment that my children and my wife can grow psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally in my home. And if I as a man don't create that, I'm gonna get chaos, man. You know, and I had to get on my sons last night and they 19, 20 years old. I don't care. You know, I let them be their I have to be the men that God created them to be. I taught them to be how to be good and honorable men. But even that they slip, and so when they slip, you gotta get in that butt. If you're gonna live with me, you go listen, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do what God would have you do. And I'm not gonna as my as my job as your father is not to be your friend, it's to be your guide. And me and, and me and their mother are good guys for them. But when they slip, when your children slip, I don't care how old they are. When they slip, it's your job to have a man-to-man talk with them. Why? Because if you don't, in five years, they're gonna be coming to you. Well, daddy, my wife gonna divorce me, and I'm bankrupt. Uh, I, I ain't got. I lost my job. Can I live with you? No, you can't live with me. When your bus forty years old, because <laughs> you just screwed your life up. <laughs> you didn't listen. <laughs> no, you cannot live with me. <laughs> um, so next, so that's why I named the Catholic Alpha because I, from Wolf to Warrior, because I understood that in society I can be laid back and not talk and not say nothing, just kind of have a good time and stuff. But in my home, I have a responsibility to lead my home, and I can't be this laid back dude. Even I know some of the most introvert dudes, but in their home. They they realize that look, man, I can't no longer do that. I have to I have to make sure everything runs the way it's supposed to be. I have to create an environment in my home where everybody can thrive and 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 have and be and be happy and things like that. And that is not going to happen sitting around letting our kids disrespect our wife and us. For that's just one example. Okay, next, um, we got to do the tough and hard stuff. Um, we must uh, make the hard and tough decisions even when no one else in our family sees it. I talked about that. It's okay to be laid back in society, but in our home, we must be a man of God. We must be a Christian soldier. We must understand that we are important enough and whatever we do, our wife and children do. If we're a jerk, they're going to be jerks. If we're loving and empathetic and we don't lose control and we maintain control and be as Christ, that's what our wife and our children are going to do. Okay? Number four, 
Chapter 2, verses 15 through 25, your true purpose is to protect, defend, and serve. God tasked Adam, and I talked about this a little bit earlier, God tasked Adam to be responsible for all of the Garden of Eden, the animals, the birds, the trees, and everything, his wife, his marriage. As true man, you're responsible for everything in your home. Your wife is your helper, your advisor, and your counselor. I cannot express that to you much. Women want to know that you respect their their uh, opinion, that you that you listen to them, that you value their opinions. Not that you agree or disagree all the time. That's not the point. The fact is that you listen without interrupting and you take what she says seriously. OK, um, and you're all, and again, our wife is our helper. Our wife is our helpmate. They are our counselors. You know why you have to submit to that? Because that is the woman that your husband. I'm, <laughs> that is the woman that God gave to you to be because she loves you more than anything on the more than anybody else on this planet. She does. If you cultivate it properly. So you must give her an ear. You must give her an ear. You must let her do her job in this area or you fail as true man. Number five, the last one for the day is protect. So five, our, what our, so our main mission as a man is to what? Our main mission as a man is we're responsibility for everything in our house. Talked about that. But then there's three smaller missions that we must do. I talked about them a little earlier too. The first one is protect and uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Then we'll do the other five tomorrow. So protect your, um, you are tasked by God to protect your wife and family from physical threats. We all as men understand that one, right? Protect our home from physical outside threats. You ain't gonna let some jerk off come coming through your door trying to assault your wife and your kids without you at least standing in front of them and trying to, if you got a gun or a knife or not, even if you got to throw your body in front of them, it's your job to protect your, your wife and your kids from that stuff, from physical threats, even from the government, from whoever that's trying to assault your family. Okay. Uh, next, the, there's two parts to protection. The other part of protection and protection, the person you are charged to protect is your beloved from wife from you. So you got to protect your wife from you. What does that mean? What? You can't raise your voice to your wife. You can't, you have to listen to your wife. You can't uh, call her names or criticize her or blame her. You can't do all these things that hurt her very deeply when she is bonded to you through marriage, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through those kids and through the marital embrace. So it's very important that we protect our wives because we can damage her by the way we just talk to her, our tone of voice, our body language, everything, right? Because she loves you more than anything and her, and her thing is, well, he's supposed to love me more than anything. <laughs> so if you don't, if you do those things I said, then she's going to start thinking you don't. Because she loves you, and the opportunity for you to cause great pain is always present, okay? That's very important that we understand that, that we can hurt our wives very deeply when we don't show them the love and attention that the respect that they, that they, that they deserve. Why do they deserve that? First of all, because we chose to marry, we chose to be, um, we chose her as our beloved wife, to spend the eternity with her, and she is the, and she is the mother of our children. And sometimes even I look, I, it's, I, I'm, you know, man, just for a second, sometimes that amazes me too, still amazes me. The, I, I, I look at my wife and I say to myself, you know, that's my wife. It's weird. And then, and then you go a step deeper and go, you know, that is the mother of my children. She is the mother of my children. She had those babies. We made love and we we consummated our love. And through our love, now we have five kids. And she is the mother of them. And so, you know, it's like the difference between calling your wife your beloved and your partner. Partners don't have babies for people. You know. And it's important that we look at it. We, you know, beloved our wife is our wife, our beloved. She's the mother of our children. That's why she deserves everything that she thinks that she should get from us. And she knows it deep down. And when we don't give it to her, see, he don't love me. I told you, girl. I told you, girl, he don't love you. And she talked to her divorced friends and her single friends. And they all tell her, girl, I told you he didn't really love you. He just using you, girl. He just using you. Get rid of him. And when we don't show our wife true priority in our life, then we allow Satan, those girl, those divorced and single women, they're evil, 
telling your wife that, we allow them to get in between us. And that's where the problems start. So that being said, we are done for the day. We're going to take this quick break, and we will be back and be concluding. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, all right, we are back. And as we conclude today with Pope, our quote from Pope Benedict XVI, I hope you guys got some out of that. And we will do part two the next five tomorrow. And I hope you join me. So, As we end, we say, as we always do, Christ, quote, Christ offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. Did I say that wrong, y'all? I sure did. (laughs) I said Christ, didn't I? I'm sorry. So let me start over. That's how we try to start ad-libbing stuff. (laughs) So the quote is, quote, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.